Oh, he lives. Hey, dude. Saw the whole thing, dude. First we had our show, and you were like, whoa. Then we were like, whoa. And then you were like, whoa. Salut. Bienvenue au podcast de Tribble Trip. Welcome to the Travel Tribe Podcast. If you're into diving, there's no experience more rewarding than becoming a black belt under the water and getting your dive master. Today, Patty staff instructor and dive master mentor, Maddie Barker, joins the Travel Tribe as we dive into everything you need to know about getting your dive master. We cover a range of topics, including how to pick the perfect dive school, what a typical day looks like for a dive master, how to get your foot in the industry, and we even chat about the good old naked 100 dive, where I share my story of almost losing an important part of my male body to a not-so-friendly looking fish. The Dive Master program was one of the best two months of my life. Not only did I get to live on a tropical island, but I fully immersed myself into the underwater world. I would spend every day diving, learning the theory of diving, getting experience on how the business operates, and watching those majestic sunsets every evening with new friends from around the world. I can't recommend enough on the value of getting your Dive Master, both financially and the experience you gain. For all you underwater lovers, enjoy the episode and happy bubbles. Tell us a little bit about your story of getting involved in diving. So I'm from Montreal, Canada. I've now been living out in Thailand for about seven years. My usual story, I think, is the story of a lot of people who are in the dive profession that I did the typical kind of came around Southeast Asia. The plan was to do your six months of travel, do little bits and bobs of, you know, of course, do a bit of diving, maybe do a bit of surfing and this and that. And eventually I knew I wanted to come to Koh Tao. I knew it was meant to be a bit of a dive mecca. I didn't ever see things going the way they turned out. For me, I kind of thought I would go and get some diving under my belt. If I wanted to maybe stay on the island, if I was lucky, maybe I could work as a shop girl or something like that. And then everything just kind of snowballed pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And same thing as Kotao. I did my dive master trainee on Kotao. And then from there, it kind of fed into my instructor. And then the rest is kind of history. But even for myself, when I first came out, the goal wasn't to become this dive master mentor instructor. The goal was just to do a little bit of diving. And then it just turned into everything. Yeah, I think we hear this story quite often in Kotao of people coming for a vacation or coming for a couple of weeks during their gap year. And then they end up staying to do (laughs) their dive master or instructor. And, you know, they're there for six months to a year or sometimes even stay. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, It's a very nice lifestyle. It's very addictive and hard to leave sometimes. So I I completely can relate to it. Absolutely. Yeah. And you get everything. We have so many different cultures and everything kind of meshing along here. So there's, it's a very, very tiny island, but it does have quite a lot to offer in many different ways, you know? Absolutely. So let's dig deep into this and get started. So today we're going to be talking about the Dive Master and the whole program, what it consists of. Let's start firstly of how do you get to the point of signing up for a Dive Master? Are there any qualifications or certifications or courses you need to take before you begin your Dive Master journey? So, of course, there are certain standards that need to be hit before you want to maybe kind of start this journey. So in order to actually start the Dive Master course, you need to have a minimum of 40 dives and you need to have your rescue course. Now, already at that point, some people find even that information to be quite intimidating. Yeah. Now, one thing we do do in Kotao is a lot of zero to hero programs, giving you the option, even if you have no experience, to come along and do your open water, do your advance, and then start to work your dives up to get gain that experience that you need to start the Dive Master program. Now, keep in mind as well, when we say you need to have that 40 dives, that's a minimum that you have to have. So even if we do have someone that comes along and there's still... I guess finding their sea legs a little bit, there's no problem in working those dives up even more to get a little bit more experience there. Now, so of course, what you're looking to do is your open water, you're looking to do your advance, you're looking to do your rescue, and then you need to have those 40 dives. That's going to be your foundation to get you to the dive master course. 
That's great. And I've followed the same way. I think I joined right after my advanced course. I had about 11 or 12 dives and I was yeah. a little bit nervous hearing about the 40 dives. But mm-hmm. I remember when I signed up for the course, they allowed us just a free fun dive to meet that 40 yeah. dive requirement. Exactly. And so. I think that's a real benefit as well that you have the option in areas like hotel, you can really start to do so much diving like that, really pound out a lot of these dives here which is a great advantage because we say, I always say to my guys, this is where you're going to get lost and that's okay. Because they're actually, if you look at it in the right way, there's no such thing as getting lost when you're diving. It's just exploration. That's all that you're doing is finding out the area there. So you have these kind of advantages there when it might sound a little bit scary you actually really get to take advantage of some of the things you might learn in your advanced course, like your navigation dives and your night dives and really kind of put them straight into practice right away, Mm -hmm. rather than always going with an actual dive master who's already been trained. You really get to see where your skills are at and where are your strengths and your weaknesses and really start to work on that even before you've hit the actual 40 dives. So I think that's a real good advantage you have going on there for sure. Yeah. So just to summarize, if you were beginning diving, you would probably be getting your open water first, letting you dive up to 18 meters, your advanced, and then your rescue course, right? Rescue and first aid. So if you think about it the way open water is what's going to get you to learn how to dive. What is equipment? How do we set it up? How do we take it apart? How do we use it? What are some everyday skills? What are some safety skills? Then once you have that nailed down, that's when we're going to take you on to the advanced. And if you're going to be doing the Paddy Dive Master Course or Paddy Courses in general, the way the advanced is going to work is you have two mandatory dives, which would be your deep dive and your navigation. After that, we can fool around a bit. In Kotal, we have an option to do a rec dive. We could do a night dive. We could do photography and so on there. So it gives you a little bit of a taste of the bigger world of diving. Mm -hmm. Once you've done that, then you start the rescue course, which will be your first course that's not looking at you as a diver, but everybody kind of surrounding you. So that's starting to make make you a bit more of a well-balanced diver. Then we take all of that, and then that's when you have your kind of intro into the dive master course. I always, whenever I talk to some of my former students when I was teaching, I would always kind of tell them, if you're going to be a dive master, one of the best courses you can take is this first aid and rescue. I feel that was one of the most beneficial courses, not only for diving, but in general, any kind of first aid response, stress test, how to keep your cool under these difficult situations. Definitely. I think if, and it's the idea, even if you're not going to be doing this as a profession, it's a really good idea to get involved in those courses because those are the things you want to have kind of as a well-oiled machine. That Mm -hmm. if you are in a situation that you just react rather than have to think about your actions right there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, and I think when you do start to do that EFR and that rescue, it gives you element of confidence that you wouldn't have otherwise because you just feel a little bit more in control just because if it did go a little bit this way or that way you've been trained to already recognize some of these characteristics of someone who might be a bit nervous what to do if you see the eyes doing this a little bit and so on there so it just already it makes a really good foundation as just a general diver I would say yeah I will never forget when I was doing my rescue course and my instructor came up to me with the wide-eyed panic And it just, it's so ingrained in my head, that kind of training, those two days or three days of just intense training Mm -hmm. during all these different, hopefully situations never occur, but these unfortunate circumstances and problems that can happen under the water, it really made me like calm and relaxed. And when those situations did occur, realizing I need to stop, I need to assess what's happening and make my move without panicking because it's the worst thing for the diver. And that's, it's just kind of, if you do find yourself in that situation, it's just that kind of big breath in, okay, this is actually happening, but I actually know what to do. Mm -hmm. So that kind of makes it a bit better. (laughs) So we have it summarized. So you need the open water advanced rescue course, and then a minimum of 40 dives. And as Maddie mentioned, most of the dive schools are not sure all the dive schools, but some of them will offer these programs where if you, for example, like me had only 10 dives, I mean, yeah. if you add up money-wise, buying all these fun dives, if you sign up for the dive yeah. master course, they'll give you actually like free diving to get you up to the 40 yeah. dollars You're not spending so, money each time. Exactly that. With the program that I teach uh, down at Sari Cottage Divers, the way that we do that is we give unlimited diving while you're within the program mm-hmm. with us. 
And in order to finish your dive master, you must have a minimum of 60 dives. So if you need a minimum of 40 to start and 60 to finish, 20 dives in your dive master is not that much. For someone like you that you've gone through the program, you would think that's almost nothing. That's kind of the assisting that we do. I would usually say to my guys, even the ones that come in with nine dives for advanced, the way that we run the program, without a doubt, you should be able to hit 100 dives And that's pretty good. If you're not hitting 100 dives the way we have the program set up, you've probably been at the pool bar maybe a little bit too much, maybe missed a morning boat a couple of times or something along the lines there. Speaking of 100 dives, Maddie, that kind of (laughs) rings a bell in my head. Every time I hear 100 dives, something hits in my head. What's so special about 100 dives as a diver? 100 dives, it's a pretty big milestone, I would say. Everyone, of course, that number sounds really cool. You hit 100, but not only that, it can get you some things in the future. You need 100 dives to do your instructor course. You would need 100 dives to do your solo diving certificate. Mm -hmm. Certain places in the world that might have some maybe more aggressive dive sites, so we're talking maybe really big currents, down currents and whatnot, they might prefer if they see it in your logbook that you have that 100 dives as well. I think it's definitely always a great idea to keep logging your dives, but I definitely tell my guys that I know you can get a little bit lazy as a DMT when you're diving four times a day, but I always say 100% make sure you're logging those dives to 100 because that 100, it's a marker and it also means you get to do the classic naked dive as well. That's that's maybe where you were going with that one, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the naked dive. So if you're in the diving community, usually your 100th dive is going to be your naked dive. And I remember mine, mine was actually my last dive before I finished my DMT program. I did it like a double dive the last two days just to get to 100. And yeah. uh, it was actually going to be a night dive. And I joined a random like instructor's group. And uh, I was like, hey, is it okay? It's my 100th dive. And he's like, that's all right. And everyone yeah. agreed to it. And I remember like getting naked on the boat after everyone jumped in. The captain came out of the quarters like looking. He's like, what is that? And I was like, sorry. And I just jumped in. And I remember... Seeing the groupers under the water, uh, these massive fish, and they're just looking at you like this, chomping. And I'm yeah. like, I could easily Whoa. just get castrated during this night dive. And this whole <laughs> fun 100 well, dives could be the end of my One thing as well, I always say, we know the water, when we're in the water, we're diving around, it can play some tricks on our eyes. And we know that things tend to look a little bit bigger and a little bit closer when we're in the water. So we have all the boys out for their naked dives and they're out there shaking it and they get back onto the boat and they quickly cover up because everything was a little bit bigger when we were in the water. (laughs) That's right. I remember everything's about a third bigger. So uh, you're ever feeling feeling a little insecure. That's a great place to uh, go diving naked. Um, exactly eh? so great so we got the kind of requirements for starting your dive your dive master training now the next question will pop in your head is finding the right dive shop can you lead right. up that you work at a dive shop but imagine someone <laughs> um who is looking to start the dmt program and not necessarily in thailand or anywhere in the world yeah. what would you recommend where to look for the right dmt yeah, program I, I think if you're trying to choose the perfect dmt program For yourself, one thing that I would always kind of tend to do for myself is if I need to make this kind of really big decision, and it is a big decision because it could happen anywhere in the world. It's not maybe the most expensive thing to do, but it's not cheap either. Mm -hmm. So it is a big choice. Make a little list for yourself. What are the key things that are important to you? And if some of those key things are along the lines of you want to be in warm water, you want to see lots of marine life, you want to have some varying dive conditions, you want to experience some really, really big currents and whatnot. Well, that to me sounds like somebody who might be more interested in somewhere like Indonesia. If you know you want to do this program, but you can't take that time away from your job, you have to stay in your home country. Well, of course, you're going to want to look a little bit more at maybe your local dive shops. If maybe you are doing this and you're not exactly sure where you want to go with it for diving, maybe look into areas. If you know you're a bit more interested in tech diving, but you want to start off with recreational you can look at somewhere like the Red Sea and so on. So I think first you need to see what, what you're actually looking for. Mm-hmm. And then I know it's a tough one, but 
email as many people as you can. That's always going to be a great way to start to get your vibes. If you've made your choice though, and you say, okay, I do want to go somewhere like Kotao. I know Kotao is where I want to be. It's always great if you know exactly where you're going, but don't be shy to come to the shops and talk to us. Everywhere is a little bit different. Feel out that vibe. Speak to who might be your instructor, what the other instructors are like, what the general maybe social life is like around and all that kind of good stuff. But to me, it really depends what's the end game going to be for your dive master program. If you want to find work out of it, then wherever your dream spot to work is probably a good idea to do your dive master there because that's going to get your, as we would say, your fin into the door a little bit better. Exactly. And I remember having to make this tough decision when I went to Kotao. I knew that was that was where I wanted to do my dive master because I know that Kotao certifies probably the most divers out of anywhere in the world. And I knew mm. that I would get a lot of experience going to yep. Kotao with all the dive shops that are there and the amount of courses as opposed to going mm. somewhere more remote. Like my friend was recommending yeah. Malaysia where they get you mm. know, a dive course once a week or once a couple of weeks. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Different vibe. He had to do a lot more, you know, helping around the dive shop and his program was a lot longer. Yeah. As opposed and I think you also, that's a good thing to mention as well. Certain people want different things and certain dive shops might offer their dive master program in a different way. So the program that we do is a proper program. You can come to us for say that depending on your experience, but somewhere between four to eight weeks and we will have a structured schedule. This is what's happening. This is how it's going to get done. This is how it starts. This is how it finishes. Whereas some places that might be a bit more quiet at times, you might be more so the one who's helping fill tanks. You might be helping driving the van to get divers from point A to point B. You might even be doing some shop hours. So that might be a bit more of an internship where ours tends to be a little bit more of a general course to get you to where you the next stepping stone may be. So maybe depending on what you want from that, that's always a good thing to investigate as well. Do you want to be a student or do you want to be a bit more involved or how do you want to play that as well? It can be really important for sure. Yeah, I agree in that. Remember that when I was starting, someone had told me exactly that they were like having a discounted rate for the DMT, but they were doing a lot of stuff around the shop, basically kind of yeah. instead of, yeah, they might've been discounted, but they were kind of making it up by working at the shop. Exactly. I think that's something to let people know that if you do see some kind of ad or someone says, oh, you know, free DMT, it's right. not always free. There's going to be something involved. Nothing is free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's it. That's one thing to keep in mind as well as you can see these programs sometimes, which are great. It depends on maybe your own personality that will say, come to us for a year, do your dive master program at a discounted rate. Mm -hmm. Whereas mm -hmm. our program will usually last around, let's say that two to three months or so, but it means you've already gotten the tools you need to actually start proper making money as a dive master, being that actual pro diver. Whereas sometimes the programs that go a little bit longer, you might be doing something really cool. Like you are helping filling tanks and whatnot, but that's not what's going to also kind of check off those boxes to get you to complete the dive master course. So depending if you're time budgeted to get this and that done, again, you might want to look at what your options are. And one thing I would also recommend, because I remember that I was stressed. I was so stressed making this decision. It was kind of like picking what university you're going to go to. Yeah, or, totally. like, you know, it's, it's a big decision, I feel like, because yeah. it's going to be two months and it's a really special experience and you really want to make the most of it. So you want to be in the right environment. And someone recommended to me just go fun dive with some of these dive shops. Yeah. Go in, go talk to them, see what the instructors are like. See what kind of vibes you get. And usually you will get a good sense right away of whether you fit or not. I remember walking to one dive yeah. shop and first thing they said to me, like, oh, yeah, if you do our DMT, first thing I'm going to tell you is like how to do, do everything. Because if you're not helping, you're in the way. And I just felt this kind of like, OK, you guys are too big for me. <laughs> like, I don't feel like totally, I'm valued yeah. here. I need to go somewhere yeah. smaller. So I highly recommend that is to go ahead, go, go to the dive shops, talk to people. You know, most divers That's are really it. friendly. They want to help you out. They've been in your shoes. And so, yeah, maybe do a couple mm -hmm. of fun dives, a couple of different dives. Yeah. And I've even had that as well. Like, I will definitely, if someone comes in and they say, hey, I'm thinking of maybe you know, shop A, B, or C, I'm not too sure of where to go. Exactly that. Either take a couple fun dives with us, see what our boat is like, see how our team works. Or if you want to take the next step, 
take a course with us as well. Take that rescue course. If you're planning to do this anyways, you're going to have to do that course and that will get you a real in-depth version of what we may be able to offer. And then for the most part, if you look at somewhere like Hotel, we are a pretty good community and we do try to support each other. If we do see, if I do see somebody who exactly that idea, they're really, really into that tech diving. That's not necessarily the forte that I teach, but I'd be more than happy to suggest maybe one of the other more tech associated schools, because you do want everybody to get the best experience. I think when we look in general, if you look at a lot of different scuba forums, you know, you have girls at scuba, scuba diving worldwide and whatnot. People will always ask, hey, I'm thinking of doing my dive master. Where should I go? And the amount of comments that you get that are just go to this place. It was the best time I ever, ever had, which is great to see that literally almost everywhere, everyone is having just the best time doing this course. So it's kind of Find where it's going to fit you, but you're pretty guaranteed to have a pretty good time no matter what. Yeah, I agree. And I always hear people get really passionate and loyal about their dive shops. And they're like, no, don't go there. Like, my dive <laughs> shop is the best. Exactly. People get really like loyal to that because they have been around for so long. Yeah. They have fine-tuned the things. And so they, they're it. really well-run operations for and the most part. So if you do come out somewhere like hotel where we do spend the two or three months together, sometimes even longer. I mean, we have, you look at some of my students that they decide to do their lockdown on hotel. I think a couple of them are probably listening right now. A few of my guys that are still here, they finished their dive master over a year ago. But then we had one of our really big liverboards planned and we went along this year with the junk in the Simulan Islands. Wow. And it's such that family unit we are at Sari Cottage that without a doubt, they were the first ones to buy their tickets back out here. They're done their program, but they just want to hang out with that dive master kind of Sari Cottage family and do some diving again. And I guess kind of relive their DMT days because nobody ever wants to let them go. <laughs> I know. And that's what I was kind of talking about in the intro is that I was told those are the two best months of your life and you get so close to people. It's such a community. And that's what yeah. I love about diving is that you share your love for nature and just being out there at 6am, you guys are both struggling to get up, but yeah. you're also enjoying the treasures of being up at 7am and catching that first dive and seeing a whale of sharks totally. there or, or a school of barracuda. So One of my favorite things, and it happens to almost I'll, quite a few of my DMTs, especially in the uh, starting days, I'll be like, right guys, tomorrow we're going to meet up at 6.30 and go out. And they all kind of go, that's so early. What do you mean? And then we go over these two epic dives when there's loads of fish around, nobody else really hanging on the dive sites a little bit earlier. We get back from the dives and they kind of go, oh my God, it's only 11 o'clock. Can you believe how early the day is? Like this day is great. So early diving, lots of fish, and then you have the whole day ahead of yourself to kind of enjoy the actual island vibes and whatnot. So that's all really cool. Yeah. And I want to add to that because I think for anybody also who has the opportunity to work remotely, this is such mm -hmm. a perfect setup. If you're waking yeah. up. This is what I was doing. I was, I was waking up around 5.30 a.m. I was catching that mm -hmm. morning boat. I got to meet new people. I was doing two dives. I got my like nature fill in. And I'm in, uh, back on land at 11 a.m. You know, you catch mm -hmm. your, you get your pad thai at the coffee shop, your ice thai tea, And then you have the whole day to go work in a coffee shop on whatever Perfect. remote job you're doing. And yeah. it's just you're learning. You're in nature. You're not stuck behind a desk. It's yeah. the ideal situation to have that opportunity. And that's one thing to say as well. I said before that like the way that we do our program, we do have a bit of a set schedule. But I do understand that a lot of our students are just doing this because they love diving. It might not be the career that they're going to go ahead and do. And a lot of them do work remotely, this and that. So I find for some people... Sometimes what's maybe making them not do this program is they're a bit nervous. They won't be able to make their online job or do this, this and that. And again, it's kind of island vibes. We're pretty flexible. If I have someone who comes in and say, hey, I'm an online teacher. I need to be done every day by four o'clock. We can make that happen. You know, we can fool it around. Sometimes it might not be a bit of a day that we do have to do a super early morning to make this work or something but we can always work around everyone's schedule to an extent to make it work for everybody which is I think a really nice thing as well yeah I really like that about the dive mass program it's very adaptable and flexible and yeah. everything's on island time I mean the only thing that's on island time is the boat's leaving if the boat's leaving at 6 yeah. <laughs> that's the only thing that's going to be like 
right on time. So we got the requirements in. Let's talk quickly financials of what is a typical program cost? Because I know you kind of mentioned sometimes people give discounted rates. What is a typical yeah. cost? So overall, if we're looking at somewhere like Kotao, overall, what you're looking at, it's everybody would be about the same price. And you're mm-hmm. looking at a, a Dive Master program itself would be about 33,000 baht. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're about 33,000 baht. And then course materials on top of that would be around 7,900 baht. So I know there's, I could go ahead and say that's this much in Euro and US. I know there's a lot of different nationalities listening to this right now. So I'll let you guys figure that one out. That would be the bulk of that program. So what that would include is just the Dive Master program, all of the materials. Certain dive shops are able to help out with accommodation. Maybe some of the accommodation might be included or discounted in dorms or dorm style living. Some of the dive shops will have different I guess you have resorts and whatnot that they might use. Now, if you're kind of one of the guys that needs that little bit more experience, then quite often what you'll find is if you still need to do an advanced course and a rescue course, then you're going to get a discount with those courses as well, which would probably be around about 10% off. So when you're out here for a while, that tends to be a nice little bit of savings. And as we said as well, one big, big, big thing to keep in mind is a lot of the programs that are offered in places like Kotal, we do include that fun diving. Mm-hmm. So that's a big one. I did have that uh, one uh, DMT with me one time, and he was doing about that four or five dives a day. By the time he was done, he was probably paying like 50 baht a dive. When yeah. this was all said and done, you know, and it's just like, it, that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. So talking about some of the perks, I wanted to talk about definitely one of them is the fun diving. If you are just paying out of pocket for fun dives, it's going to cost you just roughly, I'm thinking around $25, $30. And so it's going to add up. But if you're just looking to even fun dive, signing up for your dive master. Well, this is it. That, that's I've, I've had like when I always say, I always ask my guys, like, why are you doing a dive master program? And for some people, it's a great stepping stone to get to their IDC course. For some people, it's just exactly that. It's a really great way to do a lot of diving for a cheap amount. Like if you, when you really do think about it, on Kotao, the open water course is 11,000 baht. Mm-hmm. That's a four dive course that's going to take somewhere between, let's say, three to four days. Yeah. So you get a pool session and four dives, 11,000 baht. Dive master, 33,000 baht. And like we said, you should be able to bang out about 100 dives. Yeah. So already right there, the math is good. <laughs> yeah. I, I love looking at the financials and the value of doing a dive master is just, it's phenomenal. Just for people listening, 33,000 baht is roughly around $1,000 more or less. I think it's about $1,100 US dollars and around 980 euros at the current rates. So more or less, you can budget about $1,000. And I remember when I was making my decision, one of the biggest perks for the dive shop was that they had offered free accommodation of staying in the dorms. And if you take in two months of accommodation, that, I don't know what that's you're That's huge. For. Yeah, that's yeah. huge. I remember at the Kotao, in Kotao, I'd probably be saving around, I'd be paying around like $600. So more like yeah. you're paying about 400 for the diving, actually. Exactly. Yeah. And there's other little things as well. Even if you want to get bits and bobs of equipment within our program, you get a discount on that as well, which is a 15% discount. So mm-hmm. that can add up really quick as well. And then just the, yeah, there it's the value of that program. You just really can't say enough for it because it is just great value for sure. Absolutely. Especially for the ones when you are thinking and when you know a bit of traveling, traveling adds up really fast. When you're going from this hostel to that hostel and then one boat to another boat, this and that. So for a lot of my guys that have been doing quite a bit of traveling, when they find out that they can spend two months doing a lot of diving with free accommodation and unpack their suitcase, they're pretty excited at that when they hear the price. Yeah. And of course, you develop this when you're traveling as well. You meet people, but the relationships are kind of loose. You might go out one night, meet somebody cool, but you not see them again. When you are diving for two months in the morning, you're struggling to wake up together. You're learning new things, (laughs) course together. You see each other for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. 
you're seeing the most beautiful things you've seen. You're experiencing failures along the way together. You yeah, end up totally. Close knit family the, as well. The relationships that grow out of your dive master program to me, it's the same as like the same kind of relationship you might make with your university friends, right? Because mm-hmm. it is exactly that. You're eating together, you're in maybe the dorm together, you're diving together, and then you are dealing with some of these unexpected maybe challenges that you didn't maybe see coming forward. And it could be something even as simple as that one dive site. There's just that one dive site that you just cannot figure out the navigation for it, and you're really struggling with it. And then you have this one kind of dive buddy. It's the bonds that you can make are really special with that. Or... Just the idea of going to, we have one of our beautiful dive sites out here in Koh Tao is Champan. And that's where we're known for our whale sharks, our big schools of Barracuda. To spend 45 minutes underwater with someone and a whale shark just kind of hanging out, like you're going to be friends after that. <laughs> like, and yeah. you like each other or not, like that's really cool. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you anymore. And you're meeting people from all over the world. So you're not just meeting like minded people from your town. You're meeting people who totally. are from South Africa, who are from Australia, who yeah. are from Malaysia, who are from Korea. Uh, had, I've had times in the dorm or in the program that we've exactly that we've had students from Malaysia, from Poland, from Argentina, from every single corner of the world. And that's also people who might be 18, 27, 35. I've had dive master trainees with us who are 60, 60 plus before as well. And then even with that, you definitely, you know, the term that age is just a number. You really, really see that out here as well, because we will have the young English guy who's 23, who is now best friends with the Chinese baker, but they just both happen to be doing their dive master at the same time people who would never hang out in a normal scenario, but now they have all this experience together. That's pretty special. Yeah. We talked about this in, in our other show. And actually we're talking about working on super yachts because we were talking about diving as well. And we just, I was mentioning the fact that when you're diving, yeah, you have people from all over doing yeah. you know, whatever, wherever in the world from people that are doing a gap year to people that are CEOs of tech companies who are just oh, taking gosh, yeah. sabbatical and want yeah. a break. And there is no like, Amongst your peers, there's no hierarchy. You know, it doesn't matter if you're CEO, no. it doesn't matter if you're a backpacker. It's just like, we're here to dive. And that happens. Like you kind of, even people, I guess, maybe drop their guard a little bit. And we, every so often, I might have a DMT that comes around. I be like, you know, what do you do back home? It kind of say, ooh, I might not want to say, I don't want people to judge me or think this or that. And it might mean that they're really successful at this, or mm-hmm. maybe they're a police officer, or maybe they're this or that. They just don't want people to make assumptions for exactly. them. And we get through this whole program and you're like, wait, you do what? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just really interesting to see uh, the different, we definitely get all walks of life coming out for sure. So let's actually dive into the program and tell us what does it actually consist of? So what would like a typical week or a typical month or a typical day look like part of the dive master? So if you look at the whole program, I would say the way that our program is somewhat structured, you could almost break it down, let's say into three or four categories. Mm -hmm. So I would say if we're looking at it that way, the first kind of section of that dive master program will be what we covered. So getting that foundation done. So getting that open water, advance and rescue and hitting up those 40 dives. Now, depending on people's experience, because it can happen that we get a diver in who is an advanced diver who has 300 dives. And then we get a rescue diver who has 12 dives. They're starting the program at the same time, but right now I have somebody who has more experience, but then someone has a higher certification. So no matter what your situation is, if you're that beginner or you're that a little bit more experienced, usually the first thing we look at doing is going back to basics. Let's practice buoyancy. Let's go over. We have a dive site out here called Buoyancy World, which is your underwater, I guess, like kind of park that you could have where we can practice doing going through loops, going doing things like thin pivots, all of that kind of good stuff there. Practice things like navigation for those who've not been night diving before. Get them night diving. So it's kind of I guess you can look at it as being the advanced course, but a bit more expanded. Mm -hmm. Just get everybody really comfortable doing things that maybe you've not done before that you're a bit nervous about like putting up an SMB 
which is an open water skill. But if you've only ever followed a guide, you've probably seen it many times, but you've never done it yourself. So Mm -hmm. little bits Mm -hmm. of practices like that and whatnot. So that would be the first section, being a diver. Mm-hmm. nail down navigation, nail down some skills, nail down a bit of buoyancy and everything you need there. The next kind of section that I would look at is this would be when you already have your 40 dives. That's when we're going to start the actual program. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start to take a look at various different skill circuits that we can do. So we know you guys can do skills. We know you can take off your mask. We know you can recover a regulator because if you couldn't, you wouldn't have passed open water. So, but now we want to make sure you can do it, but you can also demonstrate. So we start to look at pool skills. We start to look at some of the practical applications of Patty. So doing your deep dive, doing your search and recovery. So practicing knots and how to use a lift bag safely. Again, little workshops on how to do some leading, how to do some navigation, taking me on leads, making sure that you're being a safe diver. We spend quite a bit of time talking about that in general, just safety, 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 safety. Anything that we do in that section, it's always the first bit of that is safety. So we're going to be leading out dives. How do we make that safe? We're going to be showing skills. How do we make that safe? And then make sure that that is pretty well represented And I guess you could say the final part of the course, which for a lot of people is the most enjoyable part, would be assisting on courses. So now you've done everything with me. So you know how to do your knots. You know how to show skills. And that will now make you a better assistant. So you are helping out with, let's say, an advanced course and you're doing the deep dive and a student turns to our DMT and says, well, what is a deep dive? They can give the proper answer. A deep dive is not down to 30 meters. A deep dive is actually anything beyond 18 meters. So now Mm -hmm. they have that kind of backing and they kind of go, oh, I actually do feel a bit like a professional now because they're People can turn to them and ask those kind of questions. So I would say if you're going to break it down to kind of summarize that, we have that idea of making you a diver, getting that advanced course kind of down pat and making you comfortable just to go out and dive with a buddy. Then we have the idea of completing the whole dive master course. So again, within that, there is like the academics, all of our practical applications. And then we finish you off with a bit of assisting as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All of that, you know, two months wrapped up in five minutes. <laughs> there you go. And I guess to be said, what happens when you're not maybe directly doing dive master stuff? Well, just fun diving, fun diving, fun diving. Or I guess doing your own island stuff at that point. I want to also add from my personal experiences that. That fun diving part, I think, was actually where I learned so much. I was in so many situations where you're diving every day and then all of a sudden, you know, you think it's a normal dive, but there's a current that comes in or all of a sudden there's bad weather or it it is a challenging circumstance you didn't see happening. And there's nothing, you again, with that that little bit of extra fun diving, you just can't put a value on that because there's some things you just don't get from a book and there's some things you, you don't get from a lecture. Of course. Like, and that's the thing when we talk about, I think the thing that people are usually the most kind of nervous about is navigation. And Mm -hmm. how are you going to learn to navigate is just by diving again and again and again. You can read again. Mm -hmm. We have all of our tips and this and that, and we have some really good workshops for it. But it's just, you got to go and get lost. Like it or not, go get lost. (laughs) Not too far away where we can't find you. But that's what I say. If you can see fish. And you can see coral, you're on the dive site, and that's fine. That just kind of gives me a couple of nightmares where I remember like where we were diving and we were just seeing nothing but like sand. And then we saw yeah. we were pumped because like, hey, yeah. we knew we were lost. And that happens. And it's part of the process. And I think uh, totally. uh, you shouldn't go into it with anxiety that you're maybe not a good diver or you don't know how to navigate underwater no. because you just kind of learn this along the way. You, you find out, okay, yeah. I went east instead of going north. And that just comes with the experience of just consistently fun diving. Totally. And I think... When you have people in that kind of situation, when you're kind of a newer diver, maybe it's dive 17 or 18, and you're kind of diving around, you're going, I have no idea where I am. I feel so lost. But then by the time you get to that 40th dive, you're kind of like, uh, lost again. <laughs> and you're like, fine, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. 
as long as I can put my SMB up, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm kind of a nerd. So like, I love reading books. And I remember yeah. once I got into the program, I mean, we were supposed to do the test and read these chapters over a couple of weeks. And I just read it right away. And I remember just being yeah. so immersed. And I, that's what I loved about it was I just, it was this time to kind of detach myself from what I was doing at that time and just spend mm. that six to eight weeks and just yeah. learn a completely new side of the world that I never knew about, totally. you know, identifying yeah. marine biology. Why do we have currents? Yeah. Why do we have waves? What are the like physical implications that happen to you when you go diving? And that's totally. was so exciting. It, it reawakened yeah. this. I think we as human beings love learning new things and it was For sure. perfect, exciting thing to learn something and then seeing it in real life when you're on the boat the next day. Yeah. And I think that's also if you're I'm a little bit of a nerd as well. And I think within diving, there's so much to diving that I think no matter what kind of person you are, you can always find something that might kind of pull you to a certain area. So if you are that really kind of hands on person, then you'll probably be pretty into the equipment side of things opening up a regulator, even learning how to clean it, even learning how with the parts of your first stage are your second stage, that's one direction to easily go into. If you're that person who loves maybe a bit of blood and this and that, well, there's a huge medical scene in diving as well, right? If you just want to look at pretty fish, then there's lots to learn about that as well. So no matter maybe what your personality is, there is going to be a sub part of diving that is probably going to be quite interesting. And that's also comes back to the different relationships that you make out here, because we do have very, very different people. But there's this one thing anchoring us together. But even from that one thing, there's all these little bits and bobs that you can kind of venture off to. So that's really cool. I remember, yeah, people who like photography and like creating yeah. media, they get into the underwater photography and learning how mm -hmm. to make the most beautiful pictures with those circumstances, or you exactly. go into video or tech. Yeah. It does yeah. branch out depending on what you're interested in. So Yeah, and that's that is exactly why as well. We just you can just get so many different characters and people, which is just that's what this is all about, right? Just like travel and just meeting all these people you never would have met from before. Even what's what's going on currently in the world, I feel pretty lucky that I've been able to message people who are in India and know what their interpretation of what's going on there. And then speaking to you in Poland, and even we can look at some of these comments that are coming in right now. We have Claire, who would have been Scottish. We have David. These are all all DMTs of yeah. ours. David from Malaysia. Tanya, she's Spanish, but living in the UK. We have Jason, who's working on super yachts, but he's in South Africa. So just even from that, like those, those you're my people. And that's people from all over the world. So that's really, really cool. I couldn't agree with you anymore. The community aspect of it is really a big selling point as well. So we kind of touched upon the program. I think we have a pretty good understanding of what mm -hmm. the program looks like. And so if from there, you can branch off into different areas, right? Yeah. And mm -hmm. some people might just do a dive master just because they want to dive. They just want to become better yeah. divers or they want to do something different or they just want a new challenge, whatever it may be. But let's just focus on people who are thinking about making this into a career. Yeah. So you finish your dive master program. How would you or what would you recommend to somebody who's trying to get their foot in the door of right. making it as a dive master? So I think, again, it goes back to that's a kind of initial choice of where am I going to do my dive master? Because if you are thinking of working as a dive pro, I do believe a good way to go about it is where you want to work is maybe where you should do a little bit of training. Mm -hmm. And it, it might not be as specific. If you want to work in Krabby, you should do your training in Krabby. But maybe if you want to work in Thailand, you should do your training in Thailand or at least within maybe Southeast Asia. Mm -hmm. Now, once you've completed your dive master program, I do think timing is everything. Timing is everything in a lot of aspects of life. And a lot of these places do have high season and low seasons. So in a normal year, this would be our high season, but it's been postponed, I guess you could say. But for a lot of my guys who were finishing up in the past couple of months, a lot of them were starting to find little pockets of work because it was just the season for it. Yeah. If maybe you came out a quiet time for us is November be a little bit more difficult to find work at that point so even a lot of the emails that I do get of people who are curious that's a good question to ask if that's something that you're wondering about like hey I actually do want to work in this industry 
what month might be the best time for me to come out? Because it might actually be the best time for you to come out in low season because then by the time you're finished, high season will be kicking in. So I think that's always a good idea. It is a competitive industry. So the more that you can stand out, the better that's going to be as well. And that can be just as simple as having a good CV. Mm -hmm. using a good resume to put yourself out there rather than just kind of walking into the shop with no shoes on, maybe no shirt on and going like, Hey, I'm, I'm a dive master. Did you got work for me tomorrow? Bring us a CV. It does, yeah. it does work. And then exactly how we were saying, if you do have that area that you're kind of like, Ooh, I do enjoy equipment get an equipment servicing certificate. If you are interested, like you love the medical side of things, maybe take some more expanded medical courses because anything that can promote you as that dive master, that's going to help get you in. Of course, in somewhere like this that's so international, languages can help quite a bit as well. So if you know that maybe you're coming from Germany and you're happy to teach in German, then choose to come out when there's going to be lots of Germans. So maybe come when you know that's that holiday time for people to be out. But the more that you can build your experience and build up your CV, probably a little bit of the easier time you will have. I would always highly suggest if you do want to work into the industry, there probably is a good chance that you will take on the instructor course as well. Mm -hmm. There will always be a little bit more work for instructors than for dive masters. I know it's not maybe what everybody wants to hear, but it is the honest truth. Mm -hmm. You can think about it yourself. A lot of these dive shops are a bit smaller. So if you do have someone who can dive master and instruct, they're going to be a bit more likely of a hiree. Yeah. But then even somewhere like Kotao, how I got my job at my dive shop, just be social, mm -hmm. hang out with people, get to know other people. Because as we were saying, the community within the dive shops can be really, really good, but don't get stuck in your dive shop. There are other places to go as well. Yeah. So make sure you are making those maybe connections with other people as well. So I think it's important to be on the ground. It is a little bit difficult if you're just sending out various maybe emails and CVs. People like to see you. They like to have that person in front of them. They want to kind of ask you to go diving tomorrow or this or that there. But I think that kind of big step one is know where you want to work and then maybe start your training there. Good. That's, those are all very valuable tips and tricks to kind of get your foot in the door. I also just wanted to add to that. I think it's good to think from the perspective of a dive shop of who they're hiring. You know, they're looking for people mm. who can add value to the dive shop. If there's a large supply of dive masters, they're going to find ways that you can stand out and add value to the dive shop. So social media skills, if you are a social media, I know people who totally. got... That's a really, really big yeah. one, social media. Social media, if you can manage that, some other kind of business skills to help. I'm not sure, like accounting or yeah. marketing, management, languages is huge as well. So the service equipment, finding ways that can add totally. value to the dive shop is a huge plus. A great example, someone that you would know as well, is we had with us for a long time uh, a really, really talented photographer named, call him Patty Peach. So Patty Steele, uh, some of you might have seen him before. You can check out his photos at Peach Snaps Photography. Patty was a dive master who did exactly that. He was a dive master, but also was a fantastic photographer, but had a little bit of an interest in the EFR, the emergency first response side of things. So for him on the island for a really long time, he was able to actually make a full career out of being a DM, being a dive master, but only taking out customers once in a while. But what he would do instead is photography and all of the EFRs at the dive shop. So don't think that within the dive master job, all there is to do is leading. There is a lot of other stuff that can come because of this, right? Mm -hmm. Have your vision a bit wider, exactly what you're saying. Use your social media skills use your language skills, use your whatever to your advantage. Absolutely. And just reach out to some dive shops. The second mm -hmm. point I was going to make that I think is also helpful, and I have found this beneficial for people that I know who got into the industry was they were really helpful around the dive shop during their DMT. Yeah. They were the first ones there. They were mm -hmm. the ones setting up equipment. They're the ones helping you know, lead customers to asking any questions. And when you were adding value, once again, to your dive shop, people noticed this. Of course, totally. or dive owners. And 
then when there is an opening and they need somebody mm -hmm. and right away you're the one helping out, well, then it just makes yeah. sense they're going to ask for you to help out. And that might lead totally. to a full-time position. Yeah, I think a good bit of advice. When I was doing my DMT, like I said before, I had no idea it was going to turn into what it did. I was just doing it for the cheap diving. And mm. someone did say to me, they're like, whatever your reason for doing this is, no matter what, treat this program as a little bit of a job interview. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not what you are planning to do, but even those small things, exactly that, helping with maybe pulling up some tanks or putting away equipment or just being friendly to customers because you might change, have a change of mind and you might want to be into this career one day and you might not always think it, but these little tiny things, we do notice them and we are watching them and you might be at a dive shop going, well, I know this is a great dive shop. I'd love to work here, but there's not a spot open. But somewhere as small as Kotao, most of us, maybe we have a significant other or a best friend who might be a manager at another dive shop, mm -hmm. or they might be this or that at another place, or they might have contacts. I have people contact me for Liverboard sometimes from Indonesia asking, do you have any great dive masters who finished in the past six to 12 months that would want to come out here? And then you kind of rack your brain. You go, well, those are the ones that come to your mind first, for sure. Absolutely. And that was going to be my third point I was going to make out is that at some of these dive shops, you're going to have directors or instructor trainers and who are like super connectors who have been around the industry yes. for a long time, whether sure. they're instructing students for 15 years or mm -hmm. you know, running DMT programs for 10 years, who have people coming through the pipeline. And so dive shops will reach out and say like, hey, do you know anybody? And so that's why I think it's also good to, when you're researching schools, find out what schools are reputable and who can help you get Definitely. your foot in the door yeah. and reach out. And don't be afraid to reach out to your course director or instructor of whatever your goal is. If you do want to go to, let's say, Indonesia and be an instructor yeah. or dive master. No, definitely. And it's one of the things as well. Diving is, it is its own world and it's a pretty small one for mm -hmm. the most part, right? So we do all know each other. Again, we can even look at some of the people who've been making comments to us today. I see we have Dino Jenkins in here who's working in Meridas, who's been working on liverboards, used to be in Kotal as well, has been in the industry for Dino, sorry if I say it wrong, but probably about 15 years. We have Marcel Vanderberg on here as well, who's a Kotal course director, who's got connections beyond here, there, and everywhere. You know, you're talking up to Europe, in Australia, in other parts of Southeast Asia. So for sure, we know some people. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's really helpful, reaching out to those kind of people and sharing your goals and seeing where that can lead you. The next thing I wanted to discuss while we're kind of wrapping things up here is the financial side. So I want people to get a kind of a full picture of what they're signing up for and what to kind of expect. Financially, how would you say a uh, dive master gets compensated while working? It's a bit of like a hard question to answer, just in the case that everywhere is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Even within Kotao, the way that some dive shops run is different from each other. But a lot of the time, what you'll see for some of the dive masters is they might get like a small little base salary that would help you with things like your rent and a bit of your food and whatnot. And then beyond that, usually you're working on a bit of commission per tank. Now, you're not going to finish your dive master course and start working as a dive master and start making coin, coin, coin. It's yeah. not going to work out that way, right? It is going to take a little bit of time for sure. But it's just like anything in life. If you're starting off a new job and a new career, you probably are going to have to budget yourself at the very start of that until you find your own kind of little path. But then as well, even within being a dive master and being an instructor, there are these little things that you can do to help make you more money. Money, whether that is doing something like selling a mask or being that one who's always out there promoting the night dives. You're that one guy who always wants to take everybody out for the night dives, right? Some instructors, it might not be their favorite thing to do all the time. Some of them, that's a bit more of the bar time. Yeah. So you're that one dive master who's a new one who's so happy to take out all of these nighttime fun divers and go for it. So just make sure it can be a little bit tough at the start, but look after yourself as well. 
promote yourself as much as you can. And then as well, like we said, you will probably always make a little bit more money as an instructor. Mm -hmm. But then as well, demographically, I know a lot of people who are working, say, in the Cayman Islands, they're making lots of tips. Mm -hmm. So that's a great thing as well. But you would definitely have to be a bit conscious at the very start of your budget. But do whatever you can to help yourself. So again, yeah, sell those masks, promote yourself, and just kind of make it work because it can. It can definitely, definitely work. It's my career now. I start off as a dive master as well. I tend to think I live a pretty nice, comfortable life now, but it did take time to get there. Just have to put in that effort. I kind of wanted to touch upon it because I think when you, if you have visions of making like lots of money, I don't think people get into dive master for this reason. You kind of do it for the lifestyle of enjoying totally, diving, of yeah. being able to dive every day. And mm -hmm. that's your job. So from my yeah. experiences, I felt the people I reached out to, they'll kind of, you'll get by, yeah. but you're not making incredible money. And so the things I would recommend are actually a couple different things. First, I would recommend having some money saved up. So before you do yeah. the program, do not think that you will automatically get a job right away. As Maddie mentioned, it is a highly competitive industry at certain points. So have a certain amount of money saved up budget and see <laughs> how much it costs per month to live in the destination you're going to and then add an extra 15, 20% as a cushion. You never know mm -hmm. the drinks at the bar might add up or that pink mask that you <laughs> saw at the dive shop, you might want it. So definitely come in with some money saved up because it's, it's heartbreaking to see somebody does a program and then they want to do it, but they run out of money because it's low season or whatever. And then the dream is cut short. So my recommendation is come in with some money saved, a little bit of cushion so that way you can weather that low season storm or in the beginning when you're still not getting consistent work. The second thing I would mention is get a remote job if possible. Like if you're going to be a dive master and say it's low season, there's going to be days, maybe even weeks where you're not working at all. So instead of just sitting around wasting time or at the bar wasting money, if your goal is to keep living this lifestyle, then get a remote job. There are so many opportunities nowadays. When I was actually doing my instructor course, I was actually working for VIP kids. So I was teaching English online. So I would do my course in the mornings, we'd get done. And then sunset time, I was actually teaching two, three hours every day. But all I had to do was teach 10 hours a week. And that covered my expenses on Kotal for the month. And yeah. you know, working 10 hours a week really isn't that bad to live that lifestyle because if I'm getting paid in dollars and like spending in bot, it's a great opportunity to continue living that dream if Dive Master is your kind of end goal or you, you want to live it for a little bit. So those are kind of my tips. Maddie, are there any other tips that you want to kind of finish off with regarding the dive master? I would just say the main kind of thing, just to anyone who's maybe watching and is maybe flirting with the idea of doing this, um, don't be intimidated. Really, really don't be intimidated. We all start off with open water. And even if you, kind, I, if you feel like, oh, I have 50 dives, I feel like I should be maybe a bit higher in my dive experience and I am, don't be shy. This is the best way to make you a good diver because all you're going to do out here, you're going to live and breathe diving every single day. Even if you're not diving that day, you're still going to talk about diving that day, you know? Yeah. So don't, don't let the idea of this intimidate you because I know for myself, I did. I thought I was going to be lucky if I was even able to, you know, kind of do anything within this industry and so yeah don't let it intimidate you if you're even curious about it give us a shout and um it's just the it really is the best thing you can do i can't speak highly enough of the dive master program just i always call it summer camp for adults and it really just is the most fun you can have i think that's valuable information that if you have a, a feeling or uh, an instinct or inspiration to do something like this do reach out people are really helpful in the diving community and they want to help you out the reason one of the reasons why i reached out to maddie is because i know that she always reaches out i know she's answering questions in forums i think she's in like scuba girls at scuba right <laughs> yeah 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 cool scuba chicks or well, I'm not sure, but <laughs> I, I, every time I meet her, when I do my yearly Kotao trip, uh, she's just kind of telling me of, you know, different ways she's reaching out to people. And uh, it's really refreshing to see somebody who just really wants to help people who are interested in becoming a dive master because she has helped many people. And as you can see by all the her 
lovely DMTs who are <laughs> joining us. Uh, they really enjoyed your course, whether you went on to be a dive master or it was just a two-month journey of learning something new. She is a phenomenal person to reach out, out to for uh, any questions regarding diving. So thank you, Maddie. Uh, to finish off our show, we always do a travel tribe toss-up. So we ask okay. two questions. We're going to try to get your response. Uh, first thing that comes to mind, okay? Okay. Ready. Okay. We've, the first question, we've gotten some really good responses in the past, and uh, let's see what you what you think. So what is the most underrated destination you have been to? I would probably say this past year, we were able to take a really cool trip um, down to Lombok, Indonesia, and that was awesome. And I was shocked. We did quite a bit of surfing out there, and there we, there was diving, but we didn't get into it because we were so beat up from surfing. But it was still pretty quiet in Lombok and it was really chilled out. It was really good vibes. It was really cool. Like, I, I feel like I would live in Lombok. I quite <laughs> enjoyed it. Definitely. Yeah, Lombok is great. I did a uh, surf camp there actually for a week and I also yeah, love it. Yeah, we did surf camp. Yeah. yeah Lombok <laughs> is, is a great place to surfing. That's some really good introductionary like for surfers so you don't kill yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I remember I was in Changu when I like when I first started. I was like, I'm going to hit the waves. And I was like, no. and I just like remember my ankles were like almost touching my back. I just got absolutely assaulted. And I was like, I should probably do a camp first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So second question. One of the, let's say, initiation rites of a dive master program is the snorkel challenge, which if you finish a dive master, you'll have the uh, enjoyment and fulfillment of getting to experience this <laughs> on your own. I'm not going to go into too many details about it because it is a fun little ritual. But tell me what are one of the most memorable moments of snorkel challenges that come to mind? So it depends. <laughs> What can I say? Um, we've, had some, we've had some special ones for sure. Um, one of our more probably epic ones, we did wax off someone's eyebrows once, but they chose to do that. They wanted to get them done. Maybe okay. not as done as we wanted them. So that was a good one. Um, you know, the it's always the same thing with our historical tests. People get a little bit tipsy, I would say, but it's just the after part. It's just so much fun when everybody's just kind of together and they're just like, I love you. I think you're great. And everyone's just having a pretty good time. It's this accumulation of two months of work, how you work for this one goal. You know, all those days of waking up at 5 a.m., those times studying for the test, all those like connections you made, the whole thing all kind of comes up together in this one celebration at the end called yeah. the snorkel test or challenge by some dive shops. Every dive shop has their own traditions. So I'll let you guys experience those on your own. I'm not going to go into detail. <laughs> there are things that you should enjoy and get to. Uh, yes. So anyways, thank you for that. And then the last question, what is one moment you had that made your heart sink? Like an oh crap moment <laughs> when the when the coronavirus came into play <laughs> oh shit um i would say usually as a dye professional one thing we did have going on this year we didn't have the best visibility this year i don't know if you've heard about how this year was but i've been co-town now for about seven years and it was probably the worst visibility that we've had there's definitely always a bit of an oh shit moment when you jump into the water and you can't see your own fins <laughs> That does make my heart sink a little bit, but that's, yeah. So I'd say in the past few months, that's probably been my heart sinking moment, jumping in the water and not being able to see my hand in front of my face. Yeah, I've, I've been there before. I know what you mean. But I can tell you my DMTs that were in the program at that time, damn, can they navigate now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's very sure. true well thanks for answering those we're going to uh answer some questions we've had from some viewers <clears throat> who've had some questions one uh, question was uh, do you need any equipment before you start your dmt program it again it depends where you do choose to go different dive shops may have different policies the way that we work at sari cottage is you can use our big stuff so if you need a BCD, you need a regulator, even some fins, then you can borrow all of that from us. Mm -hmm. Things that I would always suggest for you to look into or purchase it when you get to the dive shop as well. But you probably want your own mask. Yeah, because that's a that's a comfort thing. Mm -hmm. And wearing maybe a borrowed mask is kind of like boring someone's hiking boots over and over again so it's maybe not or the underwear <laughs> yeah or their underwear exactly so i'm saying you want your own mask 
you might want your own snorkel, especially right now in the cur current climate of the world. Uh, a snorkel might be a very good idea. And then I would definitely suggest to have your own dive computer for safety. And again, you need to have some of your own personal equipment being a surface marker, uh, a dive knife, a slate. So just all of that kind of little bits and bobs of communication and safety down below. Mm -hmm. um, but all mm -hmm. of that, you can purchase all of that on Kotao. You can get it all brand new. You can get it secondhand. But those, that's what I would start off as your base. Over time, as maybe you get to know the industry a bit better, maybe that's when you want to start to look into your BCDs and things like that. I remember I was very reluctant to uh, purchase my mask and it took me a long time. And now I can't even imagine using, oh. like not having my own mask. You just, it kind no. of, like I said, it's kind of like your underwear and it's like exactly. a part of you. I have a white mask. So everyone always kind of sees me underwater and, you know, everyone yeah. always can identify me. And so, but now it's like, that's my mask. I've had it for so many years. And totally, exactly. agree with you. And that's even for myself, like when we go on holiday, if I go on a dive holiday, what am I bringing with me is my mask, my dive computer and my bits of safety equipment for sure. Good. And so, yeah, if, if you are looking to do dive master training, if you're just looking to do it for just two months, uh, not necessarily yep. making career out of it, you don't need to make all these big purchases of a BC of all that stuff. No. Most of the dive shops will let you lend their equipment, but it would, is recommended usually get your own mask. Thank you so much, Maddie, for being my on pleasure. the show. And uh, if somebody kind of wants to find what you're up to or get some more information on uh, courses, where could they reach out to? So if anybody wants to um, contact me directly, easiest way to do that would be send me an email, which would be Maddie, M-A-D-D-Y at sarycottagediving.com. I am I work for a dive shop in Kotao, which is called Sari Cottage Diving. You can find us really easily on Facebook. You can find us on uh, Instagram. You can also find us through our Dive Master page, which would be uh, Dive Master Kotao. Maddie, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me, Jordan. And thank you for everybody for uh, listening on to us. That's awesome. And I hope to maybe hear from some of you someday. Music